Hey, Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky, and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I, I, uh, I, I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So, yeah, so I appreciate that. And you guys uh, can always follow me at Joe on Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think of some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know, joeandjoepod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're going to jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very soon. So without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast. The only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. Welcome back to Joe on Joe. I'm Joe Slepsky, and I am thrilled this week to welcome a guest who is a friend of mine. He is a co-worker of mine at Gamefly, Mr. Angel Castreon. Hello. Thank you, Joe, for inviting me. Oh my gosh, Angel so, Angel, you're from Anaheim. This is true. And you were born in 1988. Is this correct? That is also true. Am I betraying any youthful lies? Any any no. like, like uh, grinder lies or <laughs> Tinder lies? Any any anything like that? I don't think so. I think I've kept my lies pretty straight. Okay. So, 88. The GI Joe. The show we're talking about went off the air in 86. Oh, so I did not <laughs> see the show. Well, you tell me. You tell me what did you grow up? You're actually are you is that a Voltron shirt you're wearing? No, this is a Power Rangers. Oh, it's Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I know I like I know a little bit about you and, and the things that you're into. Right. So why don't you tell us what what did you grow up with? What was your what were your toys as a kid? Uh, I had a bunch of Power Rangers like action figures. I had this like remote control. I had a bunch of remote controlled cars, airplanes, but they were just like tethered so they didn't really fly or anything. Okay. This is before the drones. Um, but yeah, I grew up the watching drones. The drones. This is before Obama seeded right. our land with drones. Thanks, Obama. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I uh, let's see. Power Rangers was a big uh, TV show of mine. Who was your favorite ranger? Uh, Billy, definitely Billy. And what color was Billy? Blue. Not to get ra- not to get racial about <laughs> it, but what color was Billy? He was a Smurf. He was a so he was the Blue Ranger. He was the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Okay, and what uh, I. I'm I'm 13 years older than you, and I hate the Power Rangers. <laughs> They're garbage. It's a it's a, to quote West Side Mike. It's a hot garbage show. Okay, I hate that show so much. So, what about it was fun for you? I mean, I was just a child. I was in kindergarten. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. I, mean, I didn't. That came off very attacking. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean okay. to for you to defend your likes at the time. Because listen, <laughs> we all like stupid stuff. Right. I, I'm not. That's not. Yeah. Uh, but like, but 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 it really. You loved it. Like you. Yeah, it like, it you was, liked it. You're still wearing a Power Rangers shirt, right? It, so something about it. Yeah. Something about it's. Just, you know. That's what this pod, this whole podcast is about. 
me loving a cartoon to that as we watch the show is, you know, objectively not great. But it's I, I think it's better than most. But you know mm-hmm. you know you weren't good with that. So I'm not looking for you to defend it. It's just for me, I was I missed that. It was it was okay. it was a generation, at least one generation below me. And when I watched it with a little bit of age on me, I was like, This show sucks. Right. So but so what about it that spoke to you? Like what what kind of elements made you attracted to it? Uh, I think it was the fact that uh, they had all these individual pieces to the whole Megazord thing, and so it was like the whole transformation of it, and the whole all the mechanical parts of it. Just like I guess I was pretty nerdy as a kid, also. Because you're a computer. Are you? Would you say are you a computer Co- engineer right now? Scientist. Or what, what's computer right? science? Oh, my yeah, background's in computer science. Well, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So Billy, why Billy the Blue Ranger? It was just because he was he the looked, nerdier one. So he? Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did they have like distinct enough personalities for you, or? Well, I mean, he since he was like the more techie guy, he was kind of. I, I guess I related more with him, mm-hmm. and uh, Kimberly was like I guess the cute one. Who? Kimberly, the Pink Ranger. Oh, the Pink Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a crush on the Pink Ranger? Of course I did. Who in the right mind would not, as a five-year-old, think that she's she's pretty? As an adult, uh, who I know uh, you've attended a few comic cons and stuff like that right like shows yeah, yeah. have you have you seen her because i know the rangers go to shows oh uh, who was it i think billy was at frankenson's one time and i didn't get in line for that for those of you not out here in california um frankenson's is a uh it's like a year-round comic con that's open two days a week and it's like a mall it's like a comic book convention that, that is yeah. a, that's in a in like a mall area and the stores set up shop and stay there all year long and yeah. and you and it, you can buy comics you can buy toys you can buy movie collectibles like it's 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 like a mall comic shop but it's only open two days a week right and my main reason for ever going there was really to just pick up magic the gathering cards oh you're a magic the gathering guy yeah but i've put those days behind me it's too much of a of a money sink for me now so gi joe right were you aware of it when you were when you were shorty then i want to say yes because i also like the little army dudes the little green men uh-huh. So I was like, oh, and then I don't know how, but I knew that G.I. Joe was a thing. I didn't really see it on television, but somehow I knew that G.I. Joe yeah. existed. Because I, I feel like I feel like you become aware of st- like stuff and brands and toys like that right around like kindergarten, like you're like seven, right. first grade yeah. kind of era, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, that would have been like 94, 95. Right. Yeah. So G.I. Joe was kind of in a lull at that point. You know, like they they were off they were off the air for a few years because after this episode, this series ended in '86. There was another series that went. Um, another production company picked it up, and it lasted. I, I think they call it two seasons, but it's it's they're they're actually terrible. But oh. the, yeah, but it, it went to like '88, '89. It kind of as a as a property, just the toys were doing it, and the and the comics were strong. But uh, well, actually, the comics weren't that strong. The comics, the comics were canceled in '94. Yeah. So right around the time that you would uh, you would hit that age is actually probably the low low point of the three and three quarter GHOs. Pretty much any time I would have gotten into it was right when it stopped being. Yeah, a thing. yeah, pretty much. Because yeah. um, there weren't, you know, yeah, there weren't movies. There weren't. Um, I mean, literally, the comics were canceled. There have been very few GHO video games. Have you ever played any of them? No, the closest thing I'd say would be Army Man, Toy Soldiers. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a GHO game for the PlayStation Three. Really? Yeah, for the first movie. Oh, okay. It's not terrible. So I recommend, Mr. Angel, you throw that in your Gamefly GameCube. I will. And you check it out. It's, 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 it's not terrible. It's for PS3. Do you have PS3? Only PS3? Oh, uh, no. They probably did Xbox. No, they did Xbox. Yeah. Well, I recently acquired a PlayStation 3 since oh, yeah. we were yeah. getting rid of some. Yeah. So you should check it out. It's yeah. fun. 
Okay. And yeah, you get to like you play the movie characters. Oh, okay. Snake Eyes and Scarlet. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of neat. Duke. So pretty much people we saw here. Yeah, actually, yeah, very much so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you should check it out. I'll give it a go. Awesome. And then I will give you uh, my experience with it, and uh, we'll see. Angel, where can we find you? Oh, um, I'm on Instagram, uh, the Angel Castrejon. That's C A S T R E J O N. Or on Snapchat. 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 Uh, if you're on that, you can find me at Sushi Rito. Sushi Rito. Because I like sushi and I like burritos. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's so fitting. Uh, and what kind of things do you put on your Instagram? Uh, Instagram, it's usually just either me eating food because you know that's what my generation does these days. That's true. We can't Very eat our true. food unless we take a picture of it. You're food pornographers, right? And uh, or if I'm up in the mountains, I'll take a picture of of the mountain range or you know the clouds. Nice, nice, yeah. very gentle and soft kind of yeah. things. Yeah, the complete opposite of me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. This episode is called Cobra Stops the World, written by Steve Gerber, creator of Howard the Duck. And here we There's go. so much going on. Not even once. The glorious opening, Angel. Zartan, <laughs> Trouble Bubbles, the Was Cobra really? Helicarrier, the Crimson Twins. <laughs> Quick kick, snake eyes, oh, man. Destro. There really is. Have you ever seen any of these guys before? Well, it just looks like I'm that watching other guy's those name Saturday morning cartoons. Named after the movie. You know, from my childhood. <laughs> I'm not I mean, kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's looks, I mean, and come the detail's on. good. Of course it was named after the movie. Yeah. Uh, so first first impressions on the oh, art yeah. style of the uh, of the cartoon. Right, just like churn it out. Mm-hmm. Like it's real solid, right? Like it's as the animation's kind of gotten a little dumber in later years. Like it's probably cheaper to make and probably technically better. The less mistakes and stuff, yeah. But there's something about the shadows and the and the, and the details they used to put on these that just stand out. So this episode is called "Cobra Stops the World." And what we're seeing, and when I say it starts with a bang, it starts with a bang. Like right. right away, we get Cobra Commander giving an ultimatum to uh, the world. That's the first thing in this episode. And we see all over the world the Alaskan pipeline. We see freighters with oil. We see all these places with uh, energy being destroyed by Cobra. Exactly. So the plan is Cobra's destroying our access to our fuel sources. Of course, unless you know we give them what they want. We're going to be on a, uh, a like a ticking ticking timer because we're going to run out of gas. the rationing, and we're not going to be able to find Cobra. Governments of the world, the choice is yours. Surrender control of your nations to right. Cobra. So Cobra's playing into the uh, fuel. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like the fuel shortages of the 70s. Right, and this is written by Steve Gerber, who was Howard the Duck guy, who was a big part of the 70s, like consciousness right. movement. So a lot of his well, stuff sense. is rooted in that, like. Wake up, America! Corporate, you know, we're dependent on oil. We're, we're, you know, we're dependent on corporations and just subvert the authority stuff. That's a lot of what his writing stuff. So I think this is. I just, I feel she has a mini like in the writers' room when they were pitching this episode. This is one he was like, "Yeah, I want to do this." 
And those tankers were the world's last hope. So we're introduced to our cast of characters this episode. We got Scarlet, Duke, Ace, and they're all hustling to try to get a bead on where Cole is. I like a man who knows what he wants. She has a minigun on a motorcycle. It's not a sidecar. It's a straight-up minigun. Can the comedy torpedo? Now these two, uh, this is Deep Six and Torpedo, which strangely they disappear from the show. They're 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 heavy up top, and then they just disappear from the rest of the episode. Leave it to me and yeah. Mr. Ward more, yeah, more or less. Yeah. You have a peculiar sense of right. humor, Mister. Um, so what we just saw was Deep Six uh, showing some cool character stuff, and Deep Six is being a dick. Would you agree with that? I like that yeah. show's costume he's, he's got going on. It's Even like, now, the forces of G.I. Yeah, Joe may be moving back to the Cobra headquarters where Liberace or something kind of like always, you know, they're always squabbling. Like, constantly squabbling about <laughs> the way the plan is going. That's the globe before their fuel is gone. <laughs> okay. You like the open shirt look? Too excited. There's going to be a lot of action there. So, now... Well, my friend Christian referred to him as um, Grace Jones. <laughs> so he's always, Destro's always like the pragmatist, like pragmatist, like, you know, don't get too excited because there's going to be a lot of action here. So okay. now uh, we go to one of Cobra's bases that's that's helping uh, the scheme go in place. It's it's set in the middle of the ocean. And Deep Six and Torpedo are attacking it's it in a shark, no which a shark can go underwater or can fly. Torpedo was the uh, Joe's original water. Well, I mean, in terms of flamboyant first wave dress Joe's. of attire, um, and it, you could always tell like his oh, yeah, costume's a little simpler. You know, exposes you know, the, like the ornate, and you know, it's just you pretty much to. he's in a wetsuit, and it's awesome. No, no, but Destro, Destro's he's part of the first wave too. For bad guys, yeah, right, right, oh, right, right. You just like you like oh, okay. the open shirt. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to, <laughs> you got to, uh, and then Deep Six came not, with the shark toy. Was that is this rated that, PG? Like, is this a PG industrial, like strength, uh, underwater suit, so he could withstand right, heavy pressures. You know, not just a wetsuit. Like his is his is he can go further because he's basically in a pressurized game. And that was the most awkward noise we've just heard. It is. It is. It is PG. So torpedoes getting uh, torpedoes I mean, shot at him, right? That's torpedo on torpedo, fault, uh, and he it dodges it and so maybe shoots an explosive bolt into the uh, missile chamber, which ignites the other missiles. Yeah. I feel like that's really poor, like missile management on Cobras. Like it, you shouldn't be able to just shoot into the hole where the missiles are coming out and ignite everything. You know what? I, have, I haven't gone diving. Point. I, we have uh-huh. Destro to blame for this. So uh, now they're they underwater, look, and it's like I don't a scene understand why of, they just uh, wait for them. Thunderball, the James or Bond wait movie, for, uh, underwater a lot. Yeah. They're shooting a sonic, yeah. like a sonic inducer at them. Have you ever gone diving, Angel? Never gone diving? Yeah, they just waited for Now, what for do you him. think of the eel costumes? No, no, I have not. <laughs> It's kind of like the Three Stooges. They kind of line up and wait for Mo to hit him in the eyes. Yeah. Uh, Deep Six just cracked all the eels across their faceplates and, and, and ch- shoot them off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So have you ever, you've never gone uh, scuba diving or anything like that? I've neither either. You know the um, the symbol for um, I think it's for equality. It's like the blue square with the two yellow lines, like for like LGBT equality. Today's you know file cut features on Deep Six. I'm He's the kidding. diver and the I shark driver. His file name is Malcolm R. Willoughby. Started showing up on his primary cars. military specialty is he's a so diver. We're going to hold his on secondary military we'll specialty is he's a small craft pilot slash motorized, which makes sense as being the shark driver. His birthplace is Baltimore, Maryland. He's a grade PO2. He's got a master's divers rating. Now, Deep Six never won any awards for being friendly. In fact, he became a diver so he could be alone. One of the youngest salvage divers to be certified in the Eastern Seaboard, he joined the Navy because he thought the civilian divers were, quote, too gregarious and forward. His hobbies include bottle cap collecting, solitaire, and the New York Times crossword puzzles. Over 50 Navy divers applied for the coveted final requirements, and eight of them washed out in the practical application testing. Out of the four finalists, Deep Six could hold his breath the longest. Torpedo says, Down in the depths where light doesn't reach and the water pressure can crush you like an eggshell, that's where Deep Six likes it. He can keep it. Now, Deep Six, is uh, he's got a great suit that makes him look like an astronaut. And what's fun is in this episode that we're watching today, they take a note from his file card saying that he uh, was not very friendly because he's kind of a jerk in this episode. But he's really good at what he does. So Malcolm R. Willoughby, Deep Six, Thanks for everything you do. We salute you. When we left, Duke and Ace were in a Sky Striker getting shot at by, again, more missiles. There's, like, more missiles per capita in this episode than anything. It's like Michael Bay directed this or something. It's absolutely a Michael Bay directed thing. And Duke and Ace are, uh, they're traveling to find another one of the bases. Because basically everyone's trying to put the pieces together. And Ace takes the Sky Striker down into a trench. And it's very trench run. Very Star Wars. Um, It's actually a lot like the Force Awakens trench. The Force Awakens Millennium Falcon. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Totally similar to that, which is great. And you see a lot of uh, parachutes. Yes. Because no one dies. Of course. So you always have parachutes. Um, but Ace lives up to his name, and he's just doing a lot of a lot of fighting. So when, so real quick, when I, got, when I first started seeing those stickers, I don't know why. I don't know what clicked in my head at some point. I thought that meant you were certified as a scuba diver. Oh, the, the blue square with the yellow bars? Yes. That's what I thought it meant. So I'm living in Chicago, seeing all these scuba di- and I'm living. I was living, you know, right near Boys Town, you know. So you're, like, you're getting a lot of socially forward, progressive thinking people, and I would see all these little symbols on people's cars, and I was like, "You scuba dive? I get it. Like, congratulations, you learn right. how to scuba dive. I don't care. Why are you telling me in your car? Like, right. wait, take the bumper sticker off. I don't give a shit that you scuba dive. Right. It's years. I thought that. Fast forward, I'm with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and she pulls out her her debit card to pay for something and i look on it and i go you know how to scuba dive, scuba dive? <laughs> she looks at me and goes what are you ta- what are you talking about and i explained to her i go that's that means you scuba dive like are you like a fan of cuz she had just gotten back from hawaii oh okay so i was like oh did you learn how to do and i was being very i wasn't mocking it i was being very much like like oh did you go scuba diving in hawaii no why would you yeah cuz that's not what that means oh joe <laughs> So, Duke and Ace ran into Major Blood, who's who's the Australian mercenary. Oh, right, right. And now we have an old lady knocking on uh, a young Chris Christopherson's door. But it turns out she's not just an old lady, is she, Angel? Oh, she's definitely not. 
Oh, she throws some kung fu because she is. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Uh, Scarlet. Yes, Scarlet. I remember so because of the red hair. Yes, whips off the costume. So Scarlet and Duke were when they first put this conceived all the toys and the shows and everything. Those two were like the uh, the hero and heroine of the show. Like they were the leads. Like the first the first miniseries, they're absolutely the stars of the show. The romance and all that stuff. Scarlet, by the way, right now is just whipping butt. She's kicking like five Cobra soldiers' butts in this safe house. And she falls into a trap door, unfortunately, because, you know, trap doors are going to trap door, Angel. Exactly. You know, they're always where you need them. Yeah. Oh, but she saves herself and kicks the guy right in she the face. She don't need no man to save her. No, she doesn't. She does. If you notice, if you notice the two dudes, uh, Torpedo and Deep Six are paired up. Right. Ace and Duke are paired up. Who's Scarlet paired up with? Her mind. Nobody. She's there with herself. They're like, here's a motorcycle with a Gatling gun. Go get him, Tiger. Because Scarlet's bad ass. I do not. I would not want to get on her bad side. No, 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 no. She, uh, in the books, in the books, she was romantically paired with Snake Eyes. But she also became like a ninja. Oh. So she's really, like, she's awesome. Scarlet is, she comes from, and it was on her file card too. She comes from like a family of, uh. A karate, like a karate training family. And stuff. Ah, okay, yeah. so that makes sense then. So the Cobra Commander just announced another uh, ultimatum. We cut back to the Joe's headquarters where uh, that mystery character Sparks, who's only ever shows up on a couple episodes of the show and never had a toy, wasn't a real character, uh, and who also likes to sit with his giant backpack in a chair. His giant radio pack. <laughs> Have you ever sat in a chair with a regular backpack on? It's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I couldn't imagine a whole radio communication set on your back. It's terribly awkward. And yet, Sparks makes it happen. So we got Major Blood leading Ace and Duke through a jungle with these dudes, who do you, you recognize it. who they look Let just like? The Hovitos. Hovitos. From Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's been a long time since the beginning. Oh, the beginning of Raiders when Belloc has this right the the ball rolling scene with Indy, and he and he comes out of the temple, and Belloc's there, and he steals the the fertility idol. Yeah, and he's like, "You could warn them if only you spoke Hovitos." Yes, yes. That like all those dudes, they look just like these guys. Yes, you're right. So, uh, I want to say Major Blood is uh, related to Belloc, but or as we call him Belosh. Belosh. Oh, and they they're about snake to throw pit. them into a snake pit, and we go to commercial. Here we are. Hold it right here. So we got Cobra using Cobras to kill our Joes. Is that irony? Is that fitting? What is Put it? Him out he, of his misery. Uh, he, I guess it's just aware. He's aware, probably, of the situation. Yeah. Now, Joe will return after these messages. it's all a ruse, Angel. Oh, what? Are, they're escaping? They're escaping. Shocker, they're escaping. Now, it makes you wonder why he didn't just put a bullet in his head. You know what I mean? It's because they all have bad shots. They're like oh, stormtroopers. Oh, Oh, what? Major Blood just fell into the the snake pit and he's holding on for his dear life. Meanwhile, Duke is not literally knocking the snot out of them. Did you see the snot? I saw. There there was snot that flew out. Yeah. Yeah. 
the animated snot flying out of the faces of these ovitos. <laughs> Here's Spark again. So now you're a computer guy. What's Spark's doing? It looks like he's just frying something with a torch. And? doesn't really look like anything is he looking maybe he was soldering something or like i mean it looked like a like a very precise flamethrower torch looking thing well we know what he's trying ultimately what they're trying to do is they're trying to um pinpoint where the cobra base is right that's what sparks is mm-hmm. story i mean they're all working towards the same goal but sparks is like i need to get this tracker built right but in the meantime apparently he's using a flamethrower on computer parts is that recommended as a computer science guy yourself, is that recommended to use a flamethrower? Uh, I, in my professional opinion, I would say do not okay. use a flamethrower on a computer or any electronics device. Noted. Thing. Yes. Noted. Ace makes a break for one of the Cobra Rattlers. Now, the Rattlers, they're a VTOL airplane, so it means vertical, vertical takeoff, takeoff and landoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're awesome. They're like they're based on that that um, the tank buster, like the real actual airplanes. Yeah. Um, Forget the, I always forget the name of them, but like their tank, they're meant designed to take out tanks. They just carry heavy bombs. Oh, okay. And that's that's what they're that's kind of what the U.S. Army uses them for. Um, and Duke jumps in another plane. I don't know what kind of plane that is, and he just rides his plane right into the right into the cave, and it just explodes and it launches a cascade of explosions, blowing up every other plane in the area. It was like the Joint Strike Fighter or something like that, or Joint something. I think it was like some plane that the Navy and the Air Force used. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the Warthog. That's it. Oh, the Warthog. Warthog. Okay. Yeah. So Ace circles back around in the uh, in the Rattler and he lands and picks up Duke so they can escape. Scarlet's made her way back to the Joe base and Duke and, and, and Ace are waiting for instructions to, uh, to find where the Cobra base is. And we got one more message from Cobra Commander because on, that's baby. the only way they're going to be able to Work. trace him. Right? <laughs> If Cobra gave one ultimatum and just shut up, they'd never have found them. So Cobra Commander uh, hits a button on a remote control and we see video of all these oil tankers all over the world uh, starting to explode because they're shooting these uh, like these lasers through the um, through a satellite and they're, they're destroying these tankers. And now we go back to the G.I. Joe geography lessons. Right. They travel very far, very quickly, and you just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't. Assuming they're based somewhere in America, they jump into Sky Strikers and they fly to the southern tip of South America, which kudos to the Joes. We looked this up. The location is the Falkland Islands. It is accurate on the map they showed us. It is, yeah. But the Joes go there in these non-transport vehicles. And they get there just on like one, you know what I mean? Like on one tank of gas. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. It's really efficient. It's jet a cartoon. Engine. Yeah. If you saw in that last scene, we had um, the hovercraft, which is like the G.I. Joe whale. And uh, you saw you saw a little bit of roadblock. You saw a little bit of uh, cutter, the hovercraft's pilot. Okay. Yeah. Those are all toys. Like So these are pretty much everything you're seeing here were toys that you could easily have mm. i had a ton of them the things they didn't make a lot of like they didn't do a lot of like cobra bases they did a like a terror drone later on but like you see how cobra's in this like temple base like that they never did anything like that really they, the show just had a lot of 
they would draw these really cool, don't get me wrong, very cool looking cobra, like giant yeah. cobra head bases and all this cool stuff. But the toys, they never really, they never migrated them over to the toys. What are those little things? Those are his tanks. And that's the, that's the main battle tank that Cobra used. So if you were collecting, this is the, the whale, the um, hydro, the, um, what do you call it? Hydrofoil, not the hydrofoil, uh, hovercraft. Okay. Yeah. So you got roadblock, that looked like grunt, and then there were a bunch of other grunts. So just like Cobra has dudes that are in blue and just the, the regular Cobra soldiers, there are generic G.I. Joes. And I like to think that they're just kind of like support dudes from other branches in the military. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day they graduate to being able to wear like a specialized outfit. You know, gotcha. so like maybe later Joes were at one point the green shirt Joes. They call them green shirts is actually, I think, the, the kind of the term in the comics. Hmm. So it's just a lot of good fighting. Just a lot of missiles being blown about with enough time for all the Cobra guys to run away. Cutter, rock and roll. He's the heavy machine gunner. Scarlet parachutes onto the beach doing a nice little flip tumble. She meets up with her man, Duke. That's innuendo, if I've heard anyone. Putting a thermal arrow through one of your engines, Angel. This is a kid's show. It is a kid's show. I'm just saying. You're a young, single man. Have you ever had a woman say that to you? Not once, but if they did, I would now know what they mean. That's very true. So the gang breaks in, Ace, Duke, and Scarlet, and they fire. A, Scarlet fires a missile that blows up uh, Cobra's uh, laser that they've been using to blow up all these ships all over the world. Duke smashes the receiver. Have you ever broken a remote control like that? It won't I mean, work. It doesn't work. Unless you, you'd have to like take a sledgehammer or something. That's true. Oh, no. Cobra Commander, when Duke goes to grab him, Cobra Commander shoots all this smoke out of his mask. Right. And it's like a like mace, you know, like it he's ca- goes into a coughing jag. The file card says that he has C4 explosives in his mask. What? Like if you try to open it and tamper it without his approval, like it'll explode. It's on his head. Right. So that means he's going to blow his own head off. I always felt like that was a little inappropriate. That's the nuclear option. It is the nuclear option. I'm so upset about you knowing who I am. I will kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. The world is saved. Cobra and Destro get away. But Duke and Scarlet together again. Except... Is that more innuendo? More innuendo. Steve Gerber is a genius. He passed away a couple of years. Ago. Oh, okay. yeah. So Steve Gerber is is and was a genius. Like it's it. So that's it, Angel. You did it. Thoughts? Well, well, there was a lot of things going on. I learned a lot. I learned about hot thermal rods or arrows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is this interest you? Does this make you want to watch more GI Joe? I mean, I'll watch more GI Joe, but I'll, I still have to finish other things to watch. Right, but if you like, you saw it on streaming service. You might oh, I definitely watch. Throw on an episode yeah. now because I yeah. want to find out more about them. Definitely. Then I've done my job here. Well, Angel, thank you so much for being a guest on Joe and Joe. Thank you for having me, Joe. It's been my pleasure. And now you, Joe, and Joeing is half the battle. <laughs>